Welcome to the Geek to Geek podcast, where I have loops and giant robots for you this week. I'm Void. I'm here without my co-host, Beige. He is still on the mend, but I wanted to get something else new-ish into the feed. So I'm back for another kind of geekery grab bag. Um, I have a little bit more of a main topic this week. I have two games in front of me that I want to talk about. So Loop Hero and 13 Sentinels, both of which have been sucking up a lot of my time, but in a good way. Um, before I get into that, as you've noticed, we've been dropping those geek to geek classics in the feed. BJ has been doing that every week that I haven't had something that I could solo record here. So the Final Fantasy series, I think he just put the last one in the feed last week. I don't think there's a part four. If there is, it'll show up soon. Um, but he's going to keep hunting for interesting things to drop in the feed. If you want other content from BJ, uh, geek to geekmediacom is a great place to go. But also he's been doing a lot of work on Dungeons and Dragons modules. So if you are a tabletop gamer who plays D&D, you could go to the DMs Guild and find a bunch of BJ's content there. He's been posting it all over Twitter too, so you can find links to it there. Otherwise, I think if you search BJ Keaton on the DMs Guild, all of his stuff will pop right up. With that being said, let's get into a little bit of a main topic, and then I do have some geekery at the end too. So Loop Hero is really good, and this is one that I almost wanted to wait on until BJ was back because I don't know how well I can describe it without someone poking at me and asking questions, but I'm going to do my best. So this game is hard to describe because there's not really another game like it, but all of these little individual parts have things that are kind of similar to other games. So in general, what you're doing is you have a hero and he walks on a loop, like a looped path that, you know, has a starting point. He gets back around to it every loop. But you build the world around the hero and around the loop as he's walking or she. I guess it's not really determined, but around the hero as they're walking. And you are kind of indirectly the scenery, but you're also kind of the monsters and you kind of play the role of the buffs and you're in charge of the hero's equipment and helping to rebuild the world but you're not the hero directly and you're not any of those parts directly you just indirectly influence the world so it's strange to describe but it's actually an awesome game and it has its hooks into me um there's there's you know a loop here that's kind of addictive in a good way um puns intended all around I lost hours to it the first night that I played, and it's pretty rare for a game to do that to me. Um, you know, I guess a way I could describe it is that you're strategically placing buildings and terrains and enemies along the loop as you create your own dangerous path. And so you're trying to strike this balance between playing these different tiles, and they really they kind of show up as cards, but they act as tiles on the map. So placing these cards that are tiles, um, and you want to give your hero a good chance of survival but you want to put enough like friction in their path that they are gathering valuable loot and leveling up and getting resources that they can take back to camp to help the meta narrative you know it's also kind of a deck builder because in between different runs you can come back and you can change the decks which are basically those tiles that you put on the map so you can have completely different sets of runs where like there are just tiles that are completely absent or monsters that don't show up at all um and you can build your deck around that so it's not really a normal deck builder because the decks represent different tiles but there is still deck building mechanics around it it's also kind of a character leveling game so there are different hero classes that you can do the loops with. Um, the ones that I have so far are warrior, thief, 
and Necromancer, and they all play very differently. They have different types of equipment. They have different abilities. That being said, you never control the hero directly. It's also kind of a base building game, and I feel like I keep going, it's also this, it's also that, because it's true. There are so many individual parts to this game that's hard to describe. Um, and there's also a bunch of meta narrative progress. There's this meta narrative about the world kind of got destroyed, but maybe not really destroyed, maybe just forgotten. And so you're recovering the memories of the world by putting things out there into the world as the hero walks along this path. It's strange. And if you look up a video of it, I don't think it does the game justice. So I wanted to try to talk about it a little bit here just because it's good. So if you've seen this one, maybe pull up a video, but I don't think a video does a great job of explaining it. This is maybe one where you would want to jump into somebody's stream and watch a little bit of gameplay of it. Or if you want to take the plunge, luckily this game is pretty cheap. Um, I got it. It was on sale. I think it was $12. I think the full price is only like 15 bucks. Like it's not a huge commitment. So if you're interested, I highly suggest picking it up just to see what it's about because there's nothing else quite like this game out there. I I like it, you know, at the end of the day, it's one of those, it's kind of a roguelike, but it's one where you're always failing forward. You're always making progress. There's no, no run feels like you didn't accomplish something or make some sort of meaningful progress. And that is key for me in this type of game. It, and I guess I mentioned it's a roguelike, but it's also kind of not because every run is different and you're always going forward. I don't know. This is where I wish BJ was here. I wish his jaw was here healed so that he could ask me questions and poke at me about this game. But for now, I'm going to leave it at that and just say, I like this game. I would recommend it. It's not a huge investment. So if you're even a little bit interested, maybe go grab it and try it out. Again, it's a loop hero and it's great. The other game that I want to talk about that I've been playing a bunch is 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. And it's another one that's kind of strange. Um, it's not my normal type of game. I don't know how to shorthand this one either. So I picked two games that are hard to describe to try to describe on my own without somebody else here to talk it through with. Um, maybe that wasn't the best idea, but I had to talk about these games because they were on my mind. 13 Sentinels is a really interesting story structure of a game. You are jumping between multiple protagonists and also between different timelines and different areas and different space. It's it's really like if you approach it by just kind of randomly going through different stories, um, it gets a little mind bendy, not in necessarily a great way, but I've been focusing on certain characters and trying to build out from there. It's like, okay, I'll take this character's story as far as I can. And then when I can't progress it any farther, what are the other characters that they spent the most time interacting with that I feel like I have a good you know, handle on? And then I'll switch over to that character. So there are 13 different protagonists that you get control over, hence the name 13 Sentinels. And it's just, it's a beautiful game. Um, you know, the battles in it, are kind of a mixed bag because a lot of the gameplay, a lot of the, the thrill and the hook here is truly the story and unraveling all of these interwoven um, protagonist paths through 13 different main storylines. Um, but there's this whole side part of the game where you have battles and it's kind of a nice change of pace. I've never found the battles to be that difficult or challenging, but in those battles, you get to control giant mechs fighting against waves of kaiju, and 
it's, I don't know, it's kind of satisfying just as a palate cleanser to be like, yeah, I'm going to get in some, some giant stompy mechs and I'm going to blow up a bunch of monsters for, you know, maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and then I'm going to jump back to the story and see what's going on there. So as I get deeper into the game, it's kind of nice to have these fairly easy palate cleansers, um, but I don't think it's the main draw of the game. I think it's kind of, you know, almost a side mini game, even though that's where most of the gameplay comes in, because I think the true core of this game is the story. And the story is fascinating because I've heard some people describe it as like a visual novel, but it's not because I've bounced off of so many visual novels in my day. Um, you get direct control of your characters in this. You get to walk around the environment and choose like how to interact, who you're interacting with. It's never hard to know the next thing to interact with because it's usually like right in front of you. But you get these moments in between where you can flip open, they, they call it the thought cloud. So this thought cloud for your protagonist and it has all of the ideas that they've encountered, all of these like terms, and they can think about that term and give you a little more information. Or you can kind of say, oh, this thing ties to that character and you can walk up to the character and be like, hey, what about this that we were just talking about? Or what about this other thing that I discovered that it hasn't come up in this conversation yet? So it gives this interesting way of interaction with other characters using this thought cloud above your characters. And there's also a bunch of just small quality of life things that let you know like what prompts are still available on any given screen and like what avenues of conversations that you've tapped out. Um, I really love the bite-sized structure of the story. Each section of one character's story, so that would be you go to the character selection menu, you pick one of your protagonists and it gives you the next story section. If you go and you play one section, it's usually about 15 or 20 minutes for that like chapter of story. And then it kicks you back out to the main screen and you can choose your protagonist again. And it's almost like the perfect bite-sized chunk of story where I know that I don't have to commit to multiple hours. If I sit down with this game, I can sit down and if I if I know I have 20 minutes, I know I can like knock out one section and make some meaningful progress and then I'll have a natural break point where I can save and walk away if I need to. And I think I need that right now. I don't think I've been in the mood to sit down and play hours and hours of games on end lately. I've just been super busy with work and other things at home and getting ready for spring projects because the season is changing. So having this where I have the option, I have a very easy break point to step away every 20 minutes or so, that's been amazing. Even though there have been days where I sat down and played this game for hours on end, but just knowing that it's available to me um, for those natural breaks has been fantastic. And, you know, it never it never really overstays its welcome. It kind of gets in. It tells you what it has to tell you. It's interesting. And then it gets you back out to the character select screen. Or if you're not in the mood to do another round of story, you flip over to the destruction area and you play giant stompy mechs for a little bit. And that's fun, too. So, yeah, it's it's not a visual novel, but it's kind of JRPG adjacent and also kind of visual novel adjacent a little bit. But, you know, if you don't like visual novels, I wouldn't let that turn you off from this game because I have literally never finished a visual novel in my life and I'm just loving this game. Um, the other thing is, I guess I didn't even really mention the story because it's hard to describe. This is where the complexity comes in. Um, to simplify, the high level is that it's giant robots and a giant kaiju, and I guess small kaiju too, um, and trying to figure out what's going on with them. 
But the characters are high school students in Japan. Tell me if you've heard this one before. <laughs> and um, it's, it's about them ending up finding these Sentinels and um, learning that they're the pilots of the Sentinels. But outside of that, it's also a time travel story. Um, it's also multiple like sci-fi concepts interacting and intersecting and different timelines overlapping. And it's kind of a little bit of all of these different types of sci-fi stories that I've heard over the years. Um, so you can find the character that has the one that's most interesting to you and kind of just dig into that character first. Um, that's what I've been doing, and I've been having a great time with it. So I don't know if I'm going to finish the whole thing, but right now I'm still playing every day or two. Um, I'm probably 10 hours into this game, and you know I've looked it up on how long to beat. It says it's probably like a 30-hour game to 100% complete, so I might actually end up finishing it. Uh, we'll see. I'll report back if I do. Oh, and this game is gorgeous. This is a vanillaware game. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever played a vanillaware game. They release a game every couple years, and it always looks amazing. Uh, the gameplay is usually hit and miss, which I think is pretty similar to this one, where I was saying, no, eh, the gameplay's okay. It's not amazing for, like, the mech battles. Um, but their visuals are just incredible. So even if you don't end up playing 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim, maybe go look up a trailer or just look at some screenshots and kind of see the quality of visuals you'd get in this game. Um yeah, so I'm loving it. Those are kind of the two main games I've been playing lately, and I just had to talk about them and get them out of my head a little bit. That's probably the main topic here. I have a couple other quick hits for Geekery. But before I get to that, don't forget, we are part of a network. We have podcasts, we have streamers, we have the Geekery blog, all of that and more at geek2geekmedia.com or go to geek2geekmedia.com slash subscribe to get it sent right to you. And don't forget, we have our digital magazine, Press Start. You can get access to that by going to patreon.com slash geek to geekcast That's where BJ's also spending a lot of his time doing stuff for the Press Start magazine that we've been releasing every month. Um, so all that, there's lots of good stuff there. On to Geekery, where we talk about, well, I guess me, I'm talking about what I geek out about this week. Oh man, guys, I can't wait till BJ's back. But I have a, a couple quick hits here. So um, Assembled WandaVision is the making of, it's like the behind the scenes of WandaVision. It was really good. I know I've talked in the past about how I love a good behind the scenes or making of feature. This is definitely that. It's worthwhile. It's worth your time. So I would recommend that. I don't know how much more I have to say about it unless I dove into all of the cool stuff behind the scenes, uh, but that feels like maybe something for another day. Um, the other thing that has been hooking me lately is a new podcast. It's called Revolutions. So if you just Google Revolutions podcast, I'm sure it'll pop up and be the first hit. He covers Revolutions, and that's what the podcast is about. Um, you know, the seasons are not even quite labeled as seasons, but if you look in the feed for Revolutions, it's like 1.1, 1.2. And then when he switches over to a different revolution at a different point in history, it becomes 2.1, 2.2. So you can tell just by looking at the feed how many revolutions he has covered. Um, and these are nice. These are kind of these bite-sized 20 to 30 minute episodes it's not too much at one time and piece by piece step by step it walks you through a revolution from history so i tried this podcast years and years ago and i started at the beginning with like season one which is um like the british revolution which i'm just not super familiar with and i didn't really like it i didn't quite get it and i bounced off so this time when i went back and i tried it again because it kind of got on my radar again 
I started with season two, which is the American Revolution, which I'm much more familiar with because I'm American. Um, so, you know, the war for independence. And that was really good. So I started with 2.1 and I listened to all of that second season worth and it was great. And then I moved on to season one. I went back to season one. It was okay. It wasn't fantastic. But then I went forward to season three where he covers the French Revolution. And it's like three times the length of the American Revolution. But it is so well done. And I feel like I learned so much about the French Revolution that I had never really learned anything about it outside of, you know, let them eat cake and off with their heads and, you know, the kind of typical stuff that you hear um, from a high level general perspective. But now I feel like I actually have an understanding of the French Revolution and what happened and why and when and how it progressed over time. So, yeah, the French Revolution is way more interesting than I expected it to be. Um, all of that to say, I found a new history podcast. It's called Revolutions. If you guys like history podcasts, you should check it out. Don't start with season one. That's my recommendation. Um, for video games, outside of the two I already talked about, I messed around a bit in Final Fantasy XIV when they had a free login campaign going on in March. Um, you know, it's still Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, I like it, but it's also an MMO, so I have to be in the mood for it. I will probably get back into it in a big way once we're about a month out from the new expansion, which the new expansion is coming out this fall. I don't think it has a final release date yet, but that's I think it's called Endwalker, if I'm remembering correctly off the top of my head. Um, but I went in and, you know, um, it was up to, I think, 5.0 when I left off. So each expansion pack um, increments the game by a full number. So when Shadowbringers came out, it was 5.0. So I jumped back in and I played the 5.1 content and it was decent. You know, they always drop these mid-patch or not mid-patch, but they drop patches between the expansion packs that kind of wrap up more of the story from the last one and then prep you for the next one. So I'm guessing when we're about a month out from the new expansion, I will dive back in in a big way and finish out all of the patch content. But for now, I just kind of did one patch worth of content and got some more story out of it and kind of got myself a reset up in there just because I hadn't touched it in two years since the last expansion came out, maybe a year and a half. Um, yeah, so I'll come back around to that later in the year. That led me into a different MMO, and I don't know why I'm kind of on an MMO kick right now, because that's not normally like me, but Elder Scrolls Online has hooked me again in an interesting way. So um, a couple of my friends on Slack, a couple Slacks that I'm on, and then also my brother all seem to be playing ESO again at the same time. And so I was like, what's here that's drawing people back? So I dove back into it. I picked up a subscription just for a couple months. And there's just so much content in this game. Um, I had a max level character already, and I liked playing through it. I had picked up, I want to say it was the Somerset expansion, and I played through all of that. And then I had played through about half of the main quest from the original game. And that got me up to the max level. And then I was like, eh, I, I might be done with this. And I set it down. Well, now I'm back. And it's like, two and a half maybe three years later like it's been a while i haven't touched this game since 2018 and it's it wasn't that hard to pick back up you know there's always a night or two right when you start where you go okay how does this game play what was i doing with my character what's my rotation and what do any of my abilities do but you know once you've played mmos off and on over the years you can kind of get back into it it's not that hard you just need to give it a couple hours and know that you'll be frustrated but you'll get over that hump so I did that. I picked back up my max level character and, you know, I've been playing with 
my brother. I've also been picking away at a little bit of solo content. I think I'm going to go back and actually finish the main story for real. I'm getting kind of close. But mostly I'm playing this game with other people. So I'm not playing every night. You know, I don't feel compelled to play every day. Um, But it's fun. It's fun to have a game I can just dive into casually and play with other people. I haven't had that in a long time. And the other thing that's really cool about Elder Scrolls Online is everything this game gives you is some kind of relevant reward to you because it all scales all of it scales to whatever level you're at so you can just focus on whatever content seems interesting to you that day and you know that you're going to get something worthwhile out of it um you never ever feel like you're wasting your time because all of the content is scaled to you and all of the rewards are scaled to you too so i like that about it a lot um I like even better the fact that it's an excuse to play with some people. But yeah, I think overall it's just, it's a solid game. And, you know, I I set it down for a while, but I'm happy to be back and picking away at it again. That's probably it for this week. I know we have a couple game releases coming up, so I might have more content in, uh, I don't know, maybe two or three weeks. But BJ will probably be dropping in another one or two classic episodes between now and when you hear from me next. And we're hoping that he's only a couple months out from healing up. Um, Again, we don't know exact timelines, but... I will keep dropping these in the feed every handful of weeks. No promises. I'll do my best. Um, But BJ is going to be back as soon as he can. So until then, you can write to us with comments, suggestions, or feedback. Our email address is geek2geekcast at gmail.com or reach us on Twitter at geek2geekcast. Don't forget, we have Slack and we have Discord. If you go to geek2geekmedia.com, there are links to those. Our Discord is super active these days. So if you're looking for a community to connect with, I highly recommend the Discord. It's a great place to be. Um, I blog at agreenmushroom.com, and you can find me at grnmushroom. That's green mushroom without the E's on Twitter. And I'm also on the Disney Forever podcast, where we watch and react to a different Disney movie every week. BJ is on Twitter at Professor Beej. That's Beej with two E's if you want to reach out to him while he's being as silent as he can. He does his best. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping that he'll be back sooner rather than later. I've been Void with your geek to geek podcast. That'll do it for this week. See you next week, geeks. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games. Star Wars. Comics. Movies. K-pop. Disney Plus. Keanu. Keanu Reeves. New. Or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes. Keanu.